Welcome to the Melrose Place podcast, where we rewatch, recap, and analyze every single episode of the hit 90s TV series, Melrose Place. I'm Jenny Hill. I'm Dan Hill. Let's get started. Season 5, episode 14, The Accidental Doctor, air date January 6th, 1997. Happy New Year. How you doing, Jenny? I'm doing great. Good. Good. I'm very glad. How are you? I'm I'm doing all right myself, too. This is Super Bowl Sunday. The Chiefs just won. It's been a good, good evening. Yes. So... We come back from the mid-season finale, and we kick things off with Amanda in a bright, B-positive, blood-red power suit, moving Peter's shit out. She's got one box, though, and she carries this box over to Michael's apartment, which, a.k.a. is Matt's apartment, but Michael's staying there now. And as this is all happening, Taylor is looking on, and she's like, uh, Michael, I need you to give this to Peter because he's not welcome back in this home and I don't want his stuff here, okay? What's in this box? I don't Do know. You know. What did no, we never find out what did Peter take previously? Like did he take anything yet? Are these just like the essentials? Like are these yeah. like toothpaste, toothbrush, comb, shampoo, underwear? But that all seems like stuff he would just take from the start. Or is this like important documents? Yeah, like the, maybe they have like a safe where they have like birth certificates and yeah. social security cards. The box doesn't seem full. Yeah. So it's got to be like knickknacks. And thank goodness they do make reference to this. And they're like, uh, this is only part of your stuff. She's petty enough to where I think it might be gifts he's gotten her. I like I, I like that. You know what? I think that that's what I would prefer. Take your shit. Yeah. I don't want any of your stupid And then all the other like gifts. personal effects, like she's the type that would either throw them away or light them on fire. Yeah. 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 100%. But um, Michael doesn't want to be in the middle. He's telling Amanda, look, Peter's a mess, dude. You're ruining our practice. Like the, the fact that you guys are breaking up, this is really bad for business. I need him back. I need my partner back. And she's like, I don't care. And then he's like, well, what do I tell him? And she says, tell him to go to hell. <laughs> this kind of doesn't make sense, though, because Peter's been on this like downward spiral for, I guess, months, weeks. Well, maybe this whole thing with Amanda has made it even worse. Like maybe he's doing the bare minimum and just skating by. Right. But wouldn't you wouldn't you think Michael would be like, yeah, this whole time he's been with you, he's been awful. So... That might be what Maybe is like, bad for business. Thank God you're breaking up. Yeah, like let's switch it up. He, he clearly something's off since they've been married. So, 
Um, but okay, we have to cover this part though, because as Amanda's walking away, she calls up to the upper balcony and oh, she yeah. goes, "You got all that, Taylor?" Because Taylor has been watching this whole time. She's like, "Oh, what what is Peter saying?" Ooh, Peter. <laughs> God, she just loves Peter. She loves being a little fly on the wall. I know. But um, so Amanda just walks off. I guess she's going to work. And that is our opening, our, our cold open, cold as they open. say it in the biz, Daniel. Yeah. So we get the credits, opening credits. And then I have to mention it. This is literally the longest shot of the Melrose Place, like, placard outside i feel of like the, they needed to like okay we have like 11 seconds that we need to fill kill it just, kill just it with like, a zoom on the on yeah. the melrose place <laughs> like, jim let it linger there linger <laughs> uh yeah they zoomed in on it way too long and samantha we is, is walking to go knock on sydney's door and sydney opens up sam just comes straight in and sydney's place is so fucked you know what i was thinking the same thing when i was watching this there's no like personal touches no design aesthetic it looks like she just just it's it's only only like functional stuff yeah it's only like there's nothing for like an aesthetic purpose in that apartment it's such a wreck but i like that they made that choice for her you know her, her apartment is just not put together because like look at Jane like Jane's is so lived in it's so established there's so much personality yeah and Amanda's then, is lived in yeah Amanda has like a certain look to it it's got a, a, a certain design aesthetic hers is like sleeping bag yeah <laughs> like mattress <laughs> on the floor we've like, got like cup with a cigarette yeah. in it <laughs> And I, I like that for her. It's just jacked like up. Um, but Sam is asking where her painting is because remember last episode, uh, that thing got auctioned off to uh, one Carter Gallivan, and Sydney had to beat him in a some virtual hockey to to get it back. And um, Interestingly enough, Carter calls Sydney. Well, she tells him. Uh, she she tells Sam. She's like, "Oh yeah, I sold it to the guy that I was bidding against, and I got more money for it." And I mean, Sam is like, "When do I get the money? Yeah. I painted the goddamn thing, right?" Hello, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, hold on, I have a call. My my phone's ringing." Yeah, and she picks it up, and like you said, it is Carter. Is it Gallivan or Gallivanton? It's Gallivan. Okay. I think. Carter Gallivan. I I wrote it wrong then. Um, So he calls and he's inviting Sydney to a party at his place. And damn it, if I was right. I got to hand it to you, Dan. No, you were right. But it's not like a a fun party. It's for the Southwest Software Association. So it's not like, oh, we're like... Like it's we're Cutting turning it up. up and like we're gonna get crazy. It's like, um, come to my business <laughs> party at my house. Yeah, this sounds like a snooze, a big time snooze. Uh, so what else? What else? We okay, got so she hangs up, and then Sam is like just standing there expectantly, looking at her, like, okay, so are you gonna tell me what that was about? <laughs> and Sydney's like, sorry, no, I have to go to a party. 
I gotta go. I got I got stuff I gotta take care of. Um. So of course, Sam. I I don't even know. Does she have like legal recourse here? And even if she did, could she afford it? Who knows? But she's really stuck in a bad place. She's yeah. upset. She kind of like tromps down the stairs and she, oh yeah she has a little tantrum yeah well wouldn't you she like hits she, she like just fla- she flicks her bag onto the railing like mm, and then mopes down the steps yeah. and sits on them and she's like pissed and i get it i feel for her and that's this when- is literally the blocking of like a sesame street human character being sad and walking <laughs> around and then they sit next to and like, then big bird comes up and he's like what's wrong <laughs> I'm sad. Oh, well, okay. So Billy comes up and he's like, oh, hi, Sam. What's going on today? What's going on, Miss Samantha? And um, basically, Sam's broke. She needs money to get back to Maryland to eat crabs. And me and Jenny, <laughs> we can get down on some crabs. Like, okay, we're from Maryland. So like, you guys know. And literally, uh, I'm like, that makes sense. Like, if you think like that's not enough to like a desire to go no, to Maryland, it's enough. It's definitely like, like a reason. They're having a family reunion, and the way that Sam tells it, she's like, "We have we eat crabs morning till night. Just. We sit there, we yuck it up, we drink like fish. We like I think she said something like we bark like dogs. What? <laughs> she said something about like she makes some analogy to dogs too." And then she's like, and then we eat all the crabs, and it's just the best time ever. And I do remember being a kid, maybe not morning till night, but like a good like five to six hours. Yeah. My family would have like these crab feasts where you like the adults would literally be sitting there for freaking hours yeah. picking crabs and like just drinking beer. It's session eating. Yeah. For those who who have never eating crabs you it's like you open up these sh- these shell crabs hard shell blue crabs and like you got to pick the meat you gotta out pick of them. them apart it's so, kind of barbaric and so it takes alive. it takes time it takes skill it takes precision but you end up not getting full quickly because kevin you know what we're talking about you just rolling Kev, through them crabs you you you've you've been to a crab feast or two whoo so billy at first he hears she needs money and he wants to offer his support, but then he catches himself acting like Craig and he's like, That's not how to how to get Samantha. So, she don't like to be bought. Uh-uh. No. So as they're talking, Taylor comes down the stairs and she's like, Oh, great. I'm so glad that I ran into you both because we're gonna be having a party for Kyle at Kyle's and you're both invited. Bring a date if you want. <laughs> See ya. I think that this is the first time that Taylor They've has even interacted, interacted, yeah, with anyone besides Kyle, Sydney, or Amanda. Well, I you mean Billy? Like, has she ever even like talked to Billy? Yeah, I don't think so. Or, or even Samantha? Yeah, I really don't think so. So this was this was a historic moment. She's putting an olive branch out. Yeah. Yeah. So Billy says, "Well, if you don't go home to Maryland, maybe." Uh, you can go to Kyle's birthday together. <laughs> Who has their own birthday at work? Okay. They own the restaurant. Yeah. I would do that shit. If I owned a restaurant, I'd be like, why are we going anywhere else? Let's just have it at, like, at work. I'll make all the food. Like, let's just fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's head on over to Doctors at Law. 
We got Michael, and Kimberly shows up, and she's dropping off the final divorce papers. Unfortunately, they just need Michael's signature. Yeah, That's it. That's she's all. she says that he should look them over and sign them, and Michael says that he's he, look he's not going to sign them while she's there. If that's what she wants, she's not going to get that. And then um, Kimberly just starts crying. Michael's like, "What is wrong are, with you? Are you crying? Yeah, what's what's, what's your deal? You are are you sad about this? And then she runs out and she's like, "Michael, just sign him." And then she's gone. And then Peter comes in and he's like. Good Lord, Michael, what did you do to the poor girl? <laughs> Michael's like, I don't know, but here's a box of all your shit that Amanda gave me. Um, oh, and she tells you to go to hell, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he says that, I, I forget if Michael said this or if Peter said this, but that it's promising that this is a box of just things because it's not all your stuff. Yeah, Michael says that. So this is what I was talking about previously. That's like, it's just a box. Like, there could be hope. And then he's like, but look, you got to get your head in the game, Peter, okay? Like, we've already had our X-ray and EKG equipment repossessed. Yeah. We are on the brink of just folding. So, like, I need to hear, bud. You got to be, af- we got to stop being afraid of being a doctor. And thank you, Michael. Michael is all of us watching right now because... This shit is tired. Peter not being able to be like a doctor and like this is the first time this is the first time we started an episode in a month where he's not in leopard sheets. <laughs> getting waking up like yeah. <laughs> in his ear. Yeah, getting yelled at in his ear. So this is great. We like we're done with this. We're done with Peter being shitty. Yeah. Um now we go to Kyle and Taylor. Um, and she's on the phone and she's telling someone about the upcoming party at Kyle's for Kyle. Gag gifts only. (laughs) What is that about? It's just like, don't get us good stuff. I mean, I feel like you get to an age where you're like, okay, this guy's turning 40. What the hell do we get him? Yeah. Right. It's just like, get like, if you're going to get a gift, just make it be stupid and fun. Just get me silly putty. (laughs) What? (laughs) No. I don't know. Give me some temporary tattoos, will you? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> what gag gift would Jenny Hill bring to Kyle? Oh to God. Kyle's party? Definitely something that has to do with cooking. I would probably like get him like a like a beginner's recipe book or something that would be like stupid, like oh mm. hey, like so, some kind of or like um or an apron that's like has a funny pun on it about like kiss the cook yeah but like something way cooler but i'm not smart enough to come up with it but i would probably find it on etsy i'd piggyback off of that idea and get him the um like play-doh used to make these little kits that were like make your own pizza like play-doh food yeah yeah you get him like play-doh burgers and shit yeah. Man, we're great gift givers. Gosh. Why weren't we invited to the party? So stupid. Well, that brings us to Taylor saying, Hey, what about Amanda and Peter? We're not inviting them, right? He's like, and well, Kyle's like, I think we should. We we should invite them. We'll pump them full of good food and wine. And Kyle says some weird shit that like 
there, totally goes against his whole like character arc. Yeah, and yeah, I completely agree. We're we're responsible in some way for their demise. Ever ever since we've came here, their relationship has gone to hell. How do they? How does he know that? How yeah. does he know what their relationship was before? Well, because he's looking at his sales. Peter's been at the bar. Well, he didn't know if Peter was an alcoholic before. It was just going to shooters. He's sipping How on. How the hell would he know? Sipping on scotch all day at the <laughs> at their bar. Well, here's the. But I agree with you in the sense that, like, he's like. Peter, stay the hell away from my wife. Don't get into my business, blah, blah, blah. And now he's like, no, let's invite them. We want them to be part of the whole thing. It's just like, no, this is your opportunity to kind of just say, okay, peace out. Yeah. Like, But after he talks to Taylor and gets it all settled that they are going to invite them, he kind of has like a smile on his face, like dastardly, you know? Okay, well, maybe it's a way to further... Like, fuck it up. Help, like, make their pain more if they're going to be in the same place He's together. Like, I'm going to beat him on the golf course, and I'm going to beat him in his life. Yeah. I'm fuck his shit up. Well... He Taylor's like they're not gonna come, and he's like, "Oh, they'll come." Oh, they'll come. I don't think flirting with Peter was a coincidence. It's weird. Wait, did he say that? Yeah. Okay, I don't. To Taylor, I don't get this motivation. All right, cool. So, okay, this uh, this scene at Shooters, I just feel like it's just here for foreshadowing, right? Yes. They get some kind of like, they get an order, and instead of being addressed to Jake Hansen, it's addressed to Mr. and Mrs. Jake Hansen. Right. So they're kind of like, may, like just making light of it and laughing about it. And Matt's there, and he's like, oh, are you guys going to get married? And Allison is kind of like happy about it. But Jake is sort of like, no, 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 we shouldn't even like joke. Let's not even kid. And of course, Allison's like, look, I think you're a big believer in the institution of marriage. (laughs) You know how she always goes into like these big, like sappy things. Yeah. Um, And he's just like, okay, well, we'll see. But I just feel like that was basically the scene. And like in the upcoming up episodes, I think it's just like now she's going to be pushing for marriage, or Let's he's going to propose, married. or something. Maybe that's how they leave the show. Maybe this is their exit. They go off and get married. And this is Matt's last day. Gets his check. Oh yeah. Um, Allison. Yeah. I, I mean, I I I don't have much to say. I feel you because cool. you know what? They are just, they, they're not interesting. They're like, we work at a bar. Nothing happens here. This is all we do. Yeah. it's So let's go to the next scene. It's really sad because they were pivotal characters up until now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like cool. episodes were 100% about them separately you know yeah, but now one, i mean two, like three. we've got to get the this new blood in because they can't keep regurgitating the same storylines yeah like some really crazy shit has to happen yeah and they've done so much with both of those characters that i just feel like it's run its course yeah so we're at jane's store not jane's apartment sid is talking to her mom on the phone and her mom apparently wants to say hi to Jane. 
And Sid is trying to facilitate like, passing the phone. Like, remember back in the day? Like, yep, I have this as a 90s moment. Ma! Jay! <laughs> Mom's on the phone. Will you talk to her? And then you put the phone down and the person can hear everything that's going on in the background. Yeah. Just talk to her, mom. God damn it. <laughs> well, Jane's too swamped. She cannot get off the floor for a moment to talk to her mother. Yeah. And you can tell that her mom's disappointed in like how she reacts to Sid. And so Sydney hangs up the phone. And then we learn that Sherry, the biological mom of Jane, is also there. And she says, oh, Sydney, if it'll help, I'll talk to Jane and see if maybe she can call her mother back. And freaking Sydney loses it. Yeah, I'm so sick of your meddling. Um, she, she's like, how long are you going to stay here? You're lingering. You're just sitting here lingering. My mom was crying on the phone, okay? Crying because my sister won't talk to her because of you. Sherry's weird. She's she's got a real glazed look to her too. She's like, like she ain't all there. She ain't all there, man. Well, this then causes this to escalate, where Jane, where Sydney, kind of just like unleashes it on Jane, and she's like, "What are you doing? You are choosing her over me after everything. After you were raped, everything with Richard, you choose her." I've done everything for you. Then you choose this over me? And then Sherry is standing there like, She goes, What have I done? What have I done? I can't be a mother to a raped woman. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and so Sydney like storms out. But then, of course, we get the, like, looking back through the window. And then she sees Jane and Sherry, like, embracing and having a tender moment. And that even, like, twists the knife further. He Good for Sydney for sticking up for herself. And like, I agree. You know, the fact that Jane is just basically like excommunicating her other whatever. family. Get the fuck out of here, Sydney. I mean, look, I, I understand. Of course, I've never been through this before, but I can appreciate and see that it's probably very confusing and emotionally traumatic to like... Learn that your family you grew up with wasn't actually your family. Yeah. But your qualms should kind of be with your parents. Your sister had no idea. Yeah. Right? Like, she's kind of a victim in this, too, where she's just finding this out alongside you. And because it didn't happen to her, but it's happening to her about you. It's, it's, a, it's a character flaw of Jane to just have this sort of switch that she can flick off after decades of sisterhood that she can just flip and, a switch and be like we're not family and like Bye. sydney said okay like you were saying she murdered someone for you yeah and covered up the murder she buried a body for That's, you on the side of the fire i mean and like people were driving by and seeing it all she hit him with a shovel that's i mean that should bond you for life I would I would agree. But not in Jane's book. Guys, if you're out there and you murder somebody with somebody else, y'all got to be best friends. It's just or have it each other's backs. It's got to be. <laughs> anyway, okay, so next up, we go over to Melrose Place where Sam is moving some stuff into her car, and it's a couple of paintings, a new series. Billy's like, oh, can I help? 
and uh, it's a bunch of paintings. Uh, yeah, that Sam is pu- and is putting on consignment, and she's been super. She's being super rough with them, right? Okay. Well, she painted them in high school. Yeah. And Jan, can you describe <laughs> what the main one looks like, bro? They're bad. <laughs> she's like, she thinks if they sell. That she's gonna have a lot of money to go to her reunion, and Billy is loving and the this re- painting I'm sorry. of this rickety ass house. The reunions that weekend, so yeah. she's like, "I'm gonna put them up in this gallery. Someone's gonna buy them in the next like two days. Then I'm gonna get the money for it, and then I'm gonna be able to buy a plane ticket." Delusional. And I mean, I don't know. Would that have been possible in 1996? No. And first of all. This house that Billy's like marveling over is a joke. It's a joke painting. It looks painting. like the Amityville Horror House. It, yeah. it looks like a house, and like, a, like is, a legit haunted house from like 1904. <laughs> isn't, isn't there like a knocked over table in it too? I don't know what that is. Okay, so the... the and Billy just goes, is this your house back in Maryland? <laughs> and she And like she pauses. I think... I genuinely think like her character is lying. <laughs> really? <laughs> because she took a beat. She she took a beat and 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 uh, he's like, yeah. Here, here. Me a- and Annabelle live there. A- ask me, ask me right now. Is this is this a p- painting of your house? Um, is this a painting of your house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. Because no one has lived in that house for 50 years. And, and Billy's like... It is like, haunted. Billy's like, well, it looks very cozy. Like, it <laughs> has a lot of rich family in it. It looks like fucking Lincoln Longs. No, it, it, like, I, it looks like it is literally haunted with demons. Like, I don't know why anyone would live there. But the whole, like, the composition of the painting is mainly grass. Yeah, but then it's got like small house like, in the corner. Like the house is like, like ominously in the corner, just sitting there, like a this child is a drew relic. It. A child drew and it. And then, like you mentioned, there's some weird. Is it a table? Is it a stool? It's like, it's like tilted on its side. Yeah. And then there are all these like just smatterings of like flowers. It's bad. I don't get it. And then I don't know how this evokes this like. Wow, is this your childhood home? Like these questions, <laughs> Billy. But I never considered that she was just like she's going with lying. it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's my house. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, sure. Because yeah. because remember the other time they were like, oh, was that a um, <laughs> the whole Marilyn Monroe was that, thing? Was that Marilyn Monroe's and house? She's like, yeah, yes, yeah, that's Marilyn. Yeah, she's a pathological liar. Maybe that's. Oh my god, that would be so much yeah. more interesting. I'm Samuel Kirov too. That if if like that came out, that would like what a cool layer to a character. But like we didn't lies. know as the audience yeah. yet, and it comes out down the road. It. Hey, um, I went to your house in Maryland, and it is not this. <laughs> this looks like shit. <laughs> This looks like the house at the end of fucking... This was actually a barn that's been abandoned since 1941. <laughs> this looks like the house at the end of Smile. <laughs> <laughs> Look at light oh, it on fire. Oh, God. I mean, it's... it's 
That painting is a lot of things. It's not worth money. That's for sure. Yeah, it's fucking the Bates family lives there. It's um, but anyway, they, they it's like this nice little thought. Like, yeah, maybe I'll sell them at this gallery down the street in the next like fourteen hours. Yeah, we'll see. So that's how plane tickets work. <laughs> okay, so beach house. Up, Megan is meeting Kimberly, and Kimberly is getting lit by herself on yeah. the beach house patio. Just crushing. I love this like picture too. She's like crushing pictures of margaritas. Yeah, that's my kind of girl. Turning up. And Megan's like, Kimberly, should you be drinking? Is drinking a good idea? <laughs> uh, when you're, and then uh, Kimberly says the coolest shit. She's like, Well, when you're almost dead, nothing can hurt you anymore. Michael I, said you were crying when you dropped off the divorce papers. I don't think he's going to sign. And then Kimberly Kimberly says, oh, Megan, it's all good. Here, here's an envelope. It's full of cash. Take his ass to Vegas. Get him drunk. Have sex with him. And he'll sign the papers. No problem. And marry him. And marry and him. And marry him. Yeah. That's like the other big part of the plan. And she's like, and then like, Kimberly's, I mean, uh, Megan's just kind of like, man, I don't know. Like but, Miriam? <laughs> but then Megan kind of perks up once Kimberly puts it into prostitute terms. <laughs> like, now this is what, something I understand. Yeah. Like she doesn't get it. And then Kimberly's like, all right, check this out. Check this out, huh? Check this out. It'll be like the last trick you'll ever turn. And then Megan's like, Oh, oh right, right. and then she's like, "Here, you want you want a margarita?" And she's like, "Cheers!" Yeah, she's like, "Yeah, let's go, let's go." <laughs> you gotta, you gotta like bring it to people in at their level, you yeah, know, in terms they can understand. Yeah, she's out. She's been. Know, I like it. She's been hoeing since hoeing's been hoeing, and like that's how you gotta chat it up, you know. Yeah, she's not really into these long cons. You got. She's into long johns. Oh, oh. <laughs> good one. Okay, next up, we go to D&D, and Craig comes into Amanda's office, and he acknowledges that he knows that he, she was upset when when she left Santa Barbara, and he wanted to see if she would like to go to dinner with him. I, I don't know if I like was like stroking or something out at this point. I'm in sorry, the show. what? Stroking what out? Like my brain. Uh, but I didn't get it. I didn't get this scene. Oh, he wants to take her to dinner because he's romantically interested in her. But was but he's like a he's trying to make up for what Peter did? Yeah, he's like, I know you were upset and I wanna like try to comfort you in this time. Oh, I was like, what do you have to make and up for? And he's like, no, he just wants to like be the shoulder to cry on for her. Uh, because like, I don't know why. Because, okay, when I say... Like the cl- client wasn't even there yet. When that all went down, they probably still could have had a good meeting. But, I mean, she was still upset. And, right. okay, so when I see Craig and Amanda, right, I feel like Amanda's like 40 and Craig's like 20. I I feel like she is so much more his senior, and I know no more than Billy was. But they make like jokes and stuff about like how he's like. But it just that I guess what I'm trying to say is like it just seems so mismatched to me. Yeah, like but reality though, like Amanda's probably thirty 
She's probably 30. Like Heather Locklear? In the, she, she like, was probably like well, Amanda, 25. Amanda Woodward is probably 30. And he's probably like 23 or 22. You think so? Yeah. Well, okay. He's like, oh, let me take you to dinner. And she's like, uh, no thanks. <laughs> like, I'm good. And he's like, you know, behind that iron facade, I know you're just a sad little girl. And yeah. she's like, you don't know anything. You freak. Dude, people talk shit to Craig a lot at work. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Craig said that shit to her. Yeah, but then she like snap. He lets people like snap at him at work. Because he's 22. He doesn't fucking know. Like, Shut the fuck up, Craig. <laughs> he's a kid. Go back to your office, Craig. <laughs> like he's just got out of undergrad. And then he's like, Billy, I need you to take over this whole fucking faction of D&D. <laughs> hey. You fuck with Sam, I'm going to kick your teeth in. <laughs> Whatever, Billy. Like, I gave you a lot of work to do. <laughs> go do it. No one has respect for Craig at D&D. He, oh, is a, he sucks. They shouldn't. He's so much more like, it's really a competition of like who gets peed on more. Him or Billy. At, at I think D&D. Craig is winning. Of getting peed on yeah, more. He's, like he sucks. Yeah. I really don't like Craig. No. I gotta say. Um, but next we go over to Jane's. What? Oh, yeah. Nothing about his missing painting. <laughs> Nothing. Thank you. <laughs> and Nothing. what about the electronic mails? Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I kind of feel like emails were so much in their infancy at this time that, like, the concept of what Billy was doing. The office would be swirling. Yeah. But, like, today. But, like, yeah. maybe back then it was just like, oh, I got an electronic mail from... No one knew what to do with it. You know, like, it. or they didn't, like, they didn't put two and two together. Like, the concept of someone faking it was, yeah. like... Not from me. Delete. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, it just seems li- like you're totally right. There would, like, in today's day and age, there would be way more ramifications. Or, like, you, someone would look at that and be like, this is suspicious. Well, yeah, he's the boss, and... His painting got confiscated by the the design the team. design team of the building. You think he would be like, "Where's my um, painting? Can we talk about this a little more? Because I really like that painting." And it was mine. And yeah. someone took it. <laughs> That's such a good point. No follow up. That's just gone. Well, you know how Melrose Place is. Yeah, it's like it's like whoop, it never happened. Never happened. Now. We're at Jane's house. Sherry is packing up her bag. I guess the holidays are done. Well, she stayed after the holidays and then for the sale. Right. She stayed and, longer. And Sherry's like, it's time. It's time for me to go. And Jane's like, go where? Where you live like 10 minutes you away? You live across town. I'm yeah. just like this, this whole concept of like, we have to stay at your house. It's so weird. Just yeah. like meet up for lunch every few days. I just think that everyone ought to get back to their own lives. And and Sherry says that um, her and her own sister used to fight, and she doesn't want um, she doesn't want she uh, Jane and Sydney to to be on bad terms. And then this sets Jane off. Ugh. She's like, "What the fuck? Where are you gonna go, you piece of shit?" Well, mom? she's like. Okay, so you're blaming me for your relationship with your sister? Yeah. Okay. Where are you going to go? Your crummy little apartment? She starts uh, 
she starts um what are the what are the attacking she's her she's bullying her mother yeah and just really making fun of her living conditions and sherry's like okay i've just got to go mom wait and sherry sherry's, sherry's like gone. your sister needs you yeah i mean she lives minutes away yeah this isn't that big a deal i mean you can like she doesn't have to live at your house jane's mad clingy yeah she's like stage five yeah okay um next up we go to sydney showing up in her hoopty car it's backfiring (laughs) (laughs) fucking pulling up to the main entrance of the party and this is this is Carter's house, but it does look like some kind of like museum or something. Yeah. And I love Sydney because she just no shame in her game. Oh yeah. I she looks good. She gets out. She looks like, great. And like the the um the valet guys come up to her and she's like, accelerator sticks. And then uh they're oh, like that's bad. okay, weirdo. <laughs> yeah. And then she's walking around the car to go into the party and she's like, What? Not everyone drives a Rolls Royce. And she's just like, fuck y'all. This is me. And like you said, she looks great. She's got on like one of those like wide collared, like fur, faux fur collared like sweater things. Yeah. She's really graduated from her From her 50s, weird 1950s throwback, but like. Office gear. Horrible. Yeah. Um, now she creeps into this apartment, onto uh, the party to find uh, Richie Rich. And um, this party looks stiff and like it sucks. Because it's a business party, Dan. I don't know why he would invite her to the Southwest Association of Software, but he's talking to some like business people and he catches Sydney's eye across the room and he's like, oh, Sid, come here. Perfect timing. You hungry? Let's go get something to eat. And she's like, I think the buffet is over here. And he's like, no, we're not going to the buffet. Yeah. Come, come on back here to the, the kitchen with me. So there are all these people working in the kitchen. And he's like, we're not going to have the food that's set out here. We're going to make grilled cheeses. And if I was Sydney, yeah. I would be like, why am I here? I'd be pissed. I want the caviar. I want the lobster. Yeah. I want the shrimp cocktail. I want all the shit that all the fancy people are eating. Yeah, you want me, and then you want me to make it for you. Then he's like, "I don't know how to make a grilled cheese. You're gonna have to do it. For you you'll have to show me." Yeah, and then his like handler comes in, and he's like, "Carter, you're needed <laughs> for a sp- for something in two minutes." And then Sydney's like. Um, so do I make our mac and our, our <laughs> grilled cheeses? Yeah. And he's like, no, no, just come with me. And well, then if first, I was starting to be like, okay, so now I'm not eating at all. Well, I've, and like he, he's setting up this setting, like he's like talking about himself and he's like, Sid, I want to have something that is not professional. I want like. He wants to experience want, a real life. Like everything for him is so planned out to the yeah. minute. He's got people that do everything for him because he's such this like genius. He's like a boy wonder, lives in a bubble. And he he needs Sid to sort of like break him out of that. Yeah. So he goes. I mean, but he was playing hockey on his roof. Yeah, he so had he time have, for that. He did have a little bit of like... Nice shot, buddy! 
<laughs> he like he made a robot of for doing him. that you could have like gone to the beach or something yeah. like but you chose to do that right okay anyway so we're at this party this business party at carter's house that is being thrown for carter he's receiving awards as as the company's most prolific creator and he's gifted this car a sports car yeah it's bright red it's probably dope for 97 you know i think this is a porsche i don't i don't know what it is but um he's just like oh thank you he gives a speech and then all of the onlookers kind of go back into the house because this occurs in the carport like right outside of the the massive main entrance of his home his mansion and then he goes to sydney too bad i can't even drive and she's like what you can't drive oh man and he's like, yeah, I'll just go ahead and like donate it. Or, And she's like, oh, my gosh, this car is amazing. He's like, you like it? And she's like, I love it. And he was like, cool, well, then you can have it. And she was like, what? Wait. Keep it. Keep it. It's yours. And she, she like, th- this is such a gigantic gesture. She can't even, like, grasp it. Yeah. Which, I mean, come on. If you went somewhere, you knew this guy all of, like, two days. Oh. And he's like, please take this sports car. And then oh my he, God, I freak out. I would freak out. Yeah. This is amazing. It's the biggest Which she deal. she does, and it's great. She gets to have it, and, um, and that's that. All right, gang. We've come to an important scene in Melrose Place history. Oh, yeah. Matt is at Dr. Dan's, and Matt has had some wine. He's drinking in the kitchen, and he is playing with a gag gift that he is going to give to Kyle at his birthday party. And it is a a little, like, harmless plastic toy, it's like, like a Nerf gun. dart gun. Yeah. Yeah. And he's shooting it in the kitchen. And Dr. Dan, he is such a stiff. He walks in, and... Matt's like shooting this thing, like kind of drunk, just playing around. And Dan's like, what are you doing? Is this a gun? I don't like guns, not even toy guns. And Matt's like, you're in a good mood. Yeah. And he's like, come on, we're going to a party tomorrow. And this is the gag gift. I got the birthday boy. And Dan's, Dan says, wait, wait, what? What party? We're not going to we're a not, party. We're not going to any parties. And then Matt says, well, of course we are, Dan. These are my friends. And like I told him, we're going to this party, so we're going. And uh, he's like, are you drinking in the house? Why? I can't believe this. We're not going. You're drunk. And uh, he, like, uh, Matt is, like, straight up drinking from the bottle, like, Oh, whatever. You're he such a fucking stiff. He is being a little annoying. Like, yeah. And then Dan's like, you have a problem. And he's like, no, I have a problem with pills. And you have a problem with alcohol. So I'm good. And then, and, he the- shoot, and then he shoots him in the chest with the dart gun. And then this sets Dan into a fit of rage. He takes the bottle from Matt's mouth. And he's like... That's enough. And then Matt tries to grab the bottle back and pop. 
Dan gives Matt probably the biggest knuckle sandwich he's ever had on the show. Without warning. I mean, he punches Matt square in the face. This was shocking. Yeah. Like, I think Dan and I both knew that this was going to come to some kind of physical abuse. Like, we were leading up to this. But when it happened, we both were like, oh, my God. Like, we were shocked. Yeah. And because to see it play out like that was like, it was so sad. But, okay. Matt could take a punch. Matt has gotten into his fair share of fights on Melrose Place. And he puts his dukes up. No, he's ready. He's like, stay the hell away from me. And then Dan starts doing the whole like abusive I'm, yeah. playbook I'm shit. Sorry. Man, I'm so Ooh, sorry. I don't want God into me. Stay but, away from me. Okay. Matt did not deserve to be punched. It's like, especially to that degree. But he was being fucking annoying. He was. And okay, I've tried <laughs> I was thinking about this too, because like, all right. We all know that Dr. Dan is an alcoholic. He has had a problem with alcohol in the past. Yes. So, obviously, your partner shouldn't be drinking in front of you. But then there was that scene where Matt goes, oh, I won't drink. And he's like, no, no, I'm the one with the problem. If you want to drink, you can. So, Dan told him that it was okay to drink before. Yeah. So we don't know if any other conversations happen beyond that. I mean, I think if you're out to dinner, that's one thing. But keeping alcohol in the house, like, I, I think that that's just you're you're not being very considerate of your partner. I agree. Here's my question to you, Jenny. <clears throat> oh yes, Dan. Are you ready now to retract your bitch of the week nomination for the guy who met? Dan and Matt at that dinner <laughs> and warned Matt that this shit will happen because he was a victim of it and he was just trying no, to warn No, because him. I was working with the information that I had at the time and I didn't know this at the time. This guy was sending a warning to a fellow human and was like, I don't want you to go through the shit that I went through. I don't know if that was his intention behind the warning. And he was like, oh, because remember, he was like, Why oh, are you? is he dressing you yet? Is he doing this? I think it was and then more he was, to... And then Dan stood up and he was scared as shit. Yeah, no, you, you were right. He was like, oh. He was really scared. And he got PTSD and was like, hey, that's your boy. Get ready. He's going to start putting the paws Look, on you. All we can do is work with the information we're given at the time. No, I'm not going to retract it because that's, that's what I had at the time. I like looking back retrospectively they, that they put that in there. Yeah. Because now I we mean, got for Melrose Place, we don't get a lot of... I feel like they don't plan out very well yeah. <laughs> what's going to happen like several episodes down the pike. Yeah. So, yeah, to see that and kind of see that full circle well, is good. Um, but anyway, I mean, like, I think the fact that Matt got punched in the face by his romantic partner was really terrible to see. Awful. Matt don't deserve that. No, he don't. Um, now, Jane is knocking on Sherry's door. And here comes Ed. So she's not the neighbor there. slash boyfriend slash stalker because yeah. he's always there slash what are you doing? 
um, Ed's there and he says, oh, I've got a good idea where she is. He kind of looks like Danny Trejo before he got like all fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, you've no. got that look. That does not look like Danny Trejo he at all. He kind of does. He is a man. <laughs> he, looks a, he looks a little bit like him before he got, like, Danny Trejo has all those, like, scars and, like, he's, like, battle-worn. He's I, pre... You think this is a prequel to Danny Trejo? I mean, maybe. I don't know. They... Ed and Jane walk and talk about Sherry... And I hate this guy. I don't like it. Yeah, why Why don't you like him? Because like, when you were watching it, you are like, I hate him. And I I wasn't feeling the same. He's so annoying and he thinks he knows everything. Well, he's like... And he's a nerd. Let me tell you a little something about your mom. Come on. Yeah. Follow me, kid. Your mom's a hard person to get to know. And uh, he says she never got over well, giving you up. He says that she did confide in him. That she gave a baby away. And that when he first met her, he knew that she was the baby. Right. And that she never forgave herself. And it's haunted her every day. Right. That she put her baby up for adoption. And like they start walking and he gets to the the line where he's like, ever since then, sometimes she, she tries to dull the pain. And then he's like, shall we? To Jane. And And they're just at a bar. And she's like, is this your way of telling me that my mother's an alcoholic? Yeah. Here, let's go in here. I know your mom's loaded. (laughs) So they walk in the bar. (laughs) Sherry's at the bar alone, and she is just tanked. And Ed says, I should probably talk to her first. And then Jane interjects, and she's like, no, I'm her daughter. Mom! Mom! Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, fuck. Like, Jane... I get it. She's your mom, but like you've known her for a week, and I've got right. And let I let Ed handle the drunk, <laughs> drunk mom. And this actress does a really good job of being drunk uh, and like you know just fighting against being drunk. And she's like, "Look who's here, and look who's there." <laughs> <laughs> she's motioning to Ed and Jane. And then she's just like, not what you uh, you expected, huh? Did you give her a tour of the neighborhood, Ed? <laughs> she's like, and stop calling me mom. Can't even have a drink without hearing mom go home. <laughs> and then Jane's like, you're my mom, whether you like it or not. And how, she's, how presumptuous can you be to think that you, a, a, a woman who's just met her uh, birth mother, can talk a blacked out woman out of the bar. You can't. Man, I don't know. Jane, like, Jane is annoying me. Yeah. I have to say. Like, in these last few episodes, I usually have a lot of empathy for Jane. And she's a character that I feel like really gets the shaft in many cases. Mm-hmm. But this is like, I don't like her behavior. I don't like how she's been. Yeah. And then Sherry starts. She starts slinging her own stuff. She's like, Jane suffocated everyone away. And when's the last time you got lucky? Whoa. Good for her. I mean, like, well, she's like, you're suffocating me just like you suffocated everyone out of your own life. And then she starts crying and she's like, I'm just a loser. I gave my child away. This this entire storyline, it's not bad. It's just poorly executed. Yeah. Like, this is all fine, 
but it's too jammed into into like three episodes. Yeah, that it's just like what? Because it doesn't make logical sense. Like if this was happening over a period of weeks or months, but I, I guess, Ed's weird. Yeah, it's like what the fuck is <laughs> Danny Ed? Pre Danny Trejo. Yeah. <laughs> Like, even that notion of, like, come on, Jane, let's take a walk. I think I know where your mom is. And then not telling her right then. And then you're just walking. Shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Into this, oh. like, oh, dive we're at, bar? We're at fucking shoot, we're at Shooters? <laughs> no, it's she, so much worse than Shooters. She should have been at Shooters. You know where she is? She's at the, she's at that, that, that shady bar that. Where that, Sydney. Where Sid was doing yeah. topless. Yeah. She's doing titty titty uh competitions. I wish. Oh. Yeah. So for for some reason, like just her crying there, Jane's like, come on, mom, let's get you home. Woman I've met twice. Okay, so now we have Sydney rolling up in her new whip at Carter's house. Balling out. And she like and at first I didn't get it because she she like pulls up, she stops, and then she like reverses. Yeah. And then she pulls up again. I'm like, why did she do that? And she did it because she's there to return the car because she feels that it's just too much of a grand gesture that the relationship that she has with Carter is way too lopsided. She could never repay that level to him, which it's like Sydney is such a weird character because look at the things that she's doing to poor Sam. Mm-hmm. And like, she has no moral dilemmas about like what she's done to her, but yeah. accepting a car from somebody that's like, just that's above like what her moral compass will allow. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just weird that like she picks and chooses on like, what moral high ground yes, she has. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. So uh, Carter's like, Carter comes out, he and they have this conversation about the car. And then he's like, okay, well, keep it or don't. But if you don't keep it, I'm just going to like donate it to somebody. So if you really like it, I think you should keep it. And then she says, well, if you're just going to donate it, then like, I'll keep it. I'll keep it. What? <laughs> And I want to know like more about like what she did with the old car. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I thought about that too. So she drives she the just, other one away. She just left it with valet, and then like <laughs> valet is like, "Oh, we have this like piece of shit car <laughs> that's like nobody came for." Yeah, and the valet people are like, um, "Okay, so we just got like hired by the hour. Are we? What are we supposed to do with this?" Should we take the car? <laughs> Should we sell it? The accelerator kind of sticks, and that <laughs> like, is probably the most dangerous thing of a car. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not a good driving that's car. Really bad. Um, but then he, they he he's like keep it. So she's like, well, come on, why don't you go for a ride with me? Like, come test it out. And he's like, I can't. No, I I'm can't. too busy. We've got meetings, and but I'll call you. And she's just like, oh, okay. Cool. We'll see you. Your life is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> now, Michael and Megan are at Michael's place and they're in bed. And Megan wants him to sign the divorce papers. And 
uh, Michael's reluctant. He's like, oh, I got to read them and do all this shit to them. And she just kind of starts complaining that they never get to hang out. She sees her for like him like an hour a day. And then Michael, just to kind of like pacify her, she, he's, he's like, all right, well, a weekend away sounds kind of nice. And Megan's like, Vegas, baby. So next week, they make the plan they're going to go to Vegas. And Michael's like, hmm, well, my, yeah, I love glitz and vibrating beds. My kind of place. <laughs> so they're going. Cool. Vegas, baby. So next up, we go to Kyle's birthday party. Gag, Woo! gag gifts only. And okay. The one thing that I noticed and maybe I don't know if this has some kind of like meaning, but on the banner, it says happy birthday and in quotes, Kyle. Right. (laughs) Why is his name in quotes? Like, happy birthday, Kyle. It's got to be a continuity thing. I don't know what it is. Like, why? Or is that like a reference to something that I don't know about? Is that something that people would do? They would put people's names in quotes. I don't know. It was just so weird to me. Maybe. I bet they ordered it from like a company. And then they told the company like, here's what we want on the banner in quotes. And then they only put Kyle's name in quotes. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Anyway. It's really strange. Just a weird aside. Um, so that banner is front and center. Yeah. And Amanda is sitting at the bar. She's having the worst time. Yeah. And she's like, just don't just go home at that point. Why are you if there? You, These are people that she detests. The older she you get. hates Taylor. Yeah. Why is she there? If you're going to go somewhere and be miserable, why are you even going? Just fucking don't go. Don't go, man. And she does not have any dog. Like, there's no dog in the fight here. She doesn't have to go to keep up appearances for her husband. She despises Taylor. And she has, like, no opinion of Kyle. Yeah. Who cares? All of this is of no consequence. But she's talking to Jake and Allison. Allison. And she's like, and they're all smiley and beaming and everything's going great with them. And she's like... And why are they there? <laughs> Have they ever talked to fucking? I don't know. Do they? Because even... everybody has to be invited. Do they even live at Melrose Place? Are they yeah, at Jake's? They, they they live at Jake's, but they we never see them there. Never. They don't do anything there. They're boring as shit, and all they do is go to work. They just throw on their kids and walk to shooters. <laughs> That's it. That's their life. And they come home, which is a fine life. I would love that life. I wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to put on kids <laughs> and go to shooters. So, yeah, they're just like, um, Amanda, are you all right? And where's your husband? And she, she's like, it must be nice being so damn happy all the time. And they're like, oh, it's great. And then they ask her, where's your husband? And then she's like, I don't care. And they're like, oh, cool. Let's go get some food. And they both like just scurry away like that girl's a bitch. Yeah, man, they have they've turned into season one and one like Rhonda and Matt. Just like little passerbys. Yeah. So um, Peter then shows up 
And Taylor talks to him at the door, and she's like, hey, just want to give you a heads up. Amanda's here. Kyle thought it would be a good idea. I don't know. And so Peter, he doesn't beat around the bush. He goes straight up to Amanda. and He's like, it's really good to see you. Uh, and Amanda's ready to get the fuck out of there. Peter looks at her and he says, look, you're my wife. I love you. I'm super sorry about Santa Barbara. And Amanda just tells him, like, hey, right now, I don't want to. I don't want to be around you. I don't want to think about you. And Peter takes that. And, and he's, he's like, like, I'll wait well, for you. I'll wait for I'll you. I'll wait for you. And Taylor, of course, is like hanging on every word, listening to everything. Yeah. And then Amanda leaves. Here's my question, though, Peter. Why? Right. For what? Why? Well, Why are you going to wait? They do have history. Who? Their history sucks. Their history is they got married in prison. Okay. <laughs> well, they had before they got married. They got married out of necessity so that Amanda wouldn't have to testify against him. And ever since, his life has been a living hell. He's had to give up his Bank of America house <laughs> to move into that stupid-ass well, apartment. Kind of screwed that up. Oh, yeah. Sydney sold it. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I forgot she sold it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sydney is so jerky. But then... You know, every morning you wake up with somebody grunting in your ear. <laughs> like, this is not, it's not great. It's not good. I don't know why he's like, he doesn't just want to move on. So, uh, but Amanda, I think she kind of liked that to hear that he's going to, he'll wait. Of course. She's like, oh, cool. Of course. He's been so, he has really shown no interest in her and really doesn't do anything that's like, Outside of himself. Yeah. So I'm sure she she liked hearing that. So where are we going now, Jenny? We're going back to Melrose Place with Sam knocking on Billy's door. And she heard through the grapevine. Oh, no. He heard through like, the grapevine that all of her paintings were sold at the gallery. And he wants to know if she's going to Maryland, which is today. Because this is the weekend. Yeah. I'd be like... This was the like, party night. If you were going to be there, you'd be there. And yeah. aren't you guys supposed to be at this party at Kyle's? She's like, I decided not to go. And um, she's like, it's weird, though. I talked to the consignment store and... He said, all of my stuff was bought by one person, and they had, they were a man. And he was cute. And he was cute, and he had curly brown hair. And while she's saying all this, she's kind of like looking around to see what the deal is. And she gets to this door. She tries to open it, and Billy won't let her get in it. And then she does open it, and lo and behold, there's this weird painting of a tornado. <laughs> Hitting a town. Over the water. Yeah. Over the water in Maryland, probably in Ocean City. Right. And uh, Billy bought all the paintings uh, so that she'd have enough money to go to Maryland. And he figured, what the hell? I'll just buy them all. He's like, I knew how much it meant to you. And I really wanted you to go to be, go have your crabs with your family. Right. And then... Sam is like very appreciative. And then Billy does this like upper thigh grab. Well, she's like, 
You're incredibly kind and thoughtful and sweet and sexy guy. And then he's like, I'm not sexy. You're sexy. And she's like, no, you're sexy. And then like she kind of like he like goes like backwards onto the bed. And there's a close up shot of her Moana necklace. (laughs) She does have a Moana necklace. And crotch watch. He gets that thigh. I noticed that too. It's all up in that thigh. That gap. was a very forward, like he pulled her by her upper leg and was like, get on top of me. Bring me that. Give that me that. That's kind of sexy though. You are <laughs> like getting hot off I Billy like, scenes. I'm kind of turning. Oh my like, God. I like, Billy has grown up a lot, Dan. I'll end the podcast. <laughs> I will stop doing this shit. Tonight. He has like, he's maturing. He's not this little kid. Like he, like, I feel like he, he was Craig, you know, like he had that kind of. Let me ask you a question. How is this different from the shit Craig was doing? It's no different. The way that he's presenting it. Cause he doesn't expect anything in return. He bought her a place to make the art. Billy bought the art. Craig like comes up to her and is like, you're going out to dinner with me and you're going to do that. And she's like, no, he didn't respect her when he, when she turned him down and he kept at it, kept at it, kept at it. And it was revealed that, yeah, he got her all this shit with the intention and understanding. Sam, Sam just wanted cash on delivery. She wanted money. She didn't want the place. She's like, I could paint these at my house. No, Dan. Yeah. No, you're wrong. I think I'm right. It's the same shit. No, it's not. Because it, you, the intention is different. Craig is a little weasel. He like his whole vibe is gross. And Billy is like genuinely caring and and has a concern for her. And he's just like, Oh, I I didn't expect that. You'd figure out it was me, and oops, all your paintings are in my closet. And he may not have ever told her. He wasn't trying to like put them up and like, like. He's probably gonna burn them. It's like these are embarrassing for no. anyone to have. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna this buy these and throw them out. Um. Okay. So they hook up. They oh, start. they Billy get this. Lame. They had sex. Yes. So next morning, Sam comes out in the Billy shirt, Billy dress shirt, and uh, he's hanging up her paintings. And she was really concerned that he had left her in the night. But he didn't. He was there. He was there. Yeah. And then they're both like, last night was the best. They, They both had a great time. We loved it. Um, and now, then Kyle's at the pool, and like I guess he's waiting for Taylor to join him. And then she calls Peter on the phone, right? Yeah, he's like, "What are you doing? <laughs> Get like, your ass down to the pool!" One second, hold on. Hey Peter, what's up? It's bad. I love seeing you last night. <laughs> it's like, it's great to see you. <laughs> so stupid, like, Taylor. You're weird. God, she's weird. Just want to make sure you're okay. Anyway, ta-ta. Then <laughs> she goes back down to her husband. Now, Peter is at a diner. 
just eating. He's getting real crotchety real fast. <laughs> well, he's seeing other couples like having fun, having nice romantic like meals together, and he's just glaring at them. Like it's making him physically ill to but watch other people happy together. He he's at a two top, right? <laughs> alone. And then this couple like takes an empty chair and they're like, You're alone. You're not using this chair, right? And he's like, Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> He's like, it doesn't last. Doesn't last, you know. <laughs> like, oh man, who hurt you, dude? So he like gets up and then boom, there's this big car crash outside of the diner. And he runs outside and, and everyone's like, Oh my god, someone called 911. My wife needs a doctor. We need a doctor. And then he's like walking away from the scene, and you could see like some regret. He's like, Oh god, I gotta go back. Hippocratic oath. He I gotta, springs into action. He's like, "I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. Uh, Hello? I'm a doctor. It's Hello. me. Hi. Get out of the way, please." Then and he he st- tells everyone, "Don't move her." And then he moves her. Well, he's a doctor, Dan. He knows how to move her correctly. And he assesses her that when they crashed, she crushed her windpipe against the steering wheel. Which, Oof. damn, that. Yeah. That sounds horrible. Um, but he does an emergency tracheotomy right there. Gross. On the street. She's able to breathe. And they show it. They show like him like cutting and like the blood. Ugh. Yeah. Um, I wrote that this is going to get Peter right back into doctor mode. Yeah. Um, and everyone like. She, like she I said, need a knife. <laughs> get me a knife. And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, sir. I'm a doctor. I will be performing a tracheotomy on your wife. And now she's got to live with a pen in her neck until the emergency people come. Well, at least she's going to live, Dan, because the other option was she's going to die. I mean, she was she was on the way out. You got to get... She was on ox- the way out, though. <laughs> Just because she's old. Yeah. You don't know what her life expectancy is. Um, but she's going to be okay because she's breathing through that neck. No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, God. You're making me hurt. Yuck, man. <laughs> okay, so Amanda's at Melrose Place. She's in her apartment, and she's watching football. Did you know that Amanda was such a big football fan? And she's watching it all wrong. <laughs> she's, like, sitting there. Go, team. All, like all of her like she has never watched a football game before that's what i'm saying it's like all of her fucking like comments are not correct he made a basket she's like sack him sack him <laughs> and like it's just all happening way too quick and then she gets up because he uh there's a knock Someone's on her on door, door and it's a straight it's this is just the commercial for fox because all then you hear you're watching the nfl on fox and it's like, okay, this show's on Fox. Got so like, it. And then Craig's like, mm, hi, Amanda. I had some papers that I was working on at the office, and I thought I'd drop by the apartment, and you and I could go over some of the projections. And she's like, no, it's Saturday, like, or so, it's a weekend. Why are you here? Yeah. And I then, think it was Saturday, which is also not the football day. <laughs> it is Sunday. Maybe it was college. Oh, no, because it said you're watching the NFL. Yeah. Sack him. Sack him. <laughs> And then, and then he's like, "Are oh, you you watching the games? The games? Are you watching the game? You're like, watching the sports? K 
can I please enjoy the sport ball with you? <laughs> oh my gosh, Dan, ever since we talk about the tracheotomy, my like neck is seriously hurting. <laughs> Like I'm having a physical reaction. It's disgusting! I um, can't believe they showed that. Okay, that's so, like a nine one one episode, <laughs> which I love. Um, okay, so then, <laughs> so then. Um, oh, he's like, move over. Let me watch it. I have money on this game. Why aren't you watching yeah, it? Yeah, you idiot. Why? Like, so I have a lot of money on these teams. <laughs> on these teams playing the sport ball. <laughs> And then they're both like on the couch, like, yay, go team, go. Yeah. And then she allows him to watch it, but then she's like, but you can't have any of my chips. <laughs> like, I guess this but is supposed to be cute. But then he takes one anyway and eats it. Yeah. Uh, I don't want them to get together. It's God. It's going to happen. They're like. It's going to happen. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like this. It's very icky. All right. Last scene. We're at the beach house. Megan comes over to Kimberly's um, to tell her that Michael has agreed to go to Vegas. And Kimberly shows Megan all the life insurance policies that she's bought. And Megan uh, looks at Kimberly and she's like, look, I know you've done all of this for Michael, but you're really changing my life too. I appreciate it. I just want to thank you because... I'm I'm really gonna miss you. You're kind of my pimp. <laughs> she is her pimp. <laughs> sort of my pimp. And then and then Kimberly should have smacked her on the butt and been like, "Don't you forget it, bitch." <laughs> but then we pan over to the window, and Michael's been watching this whole thing transpire. Oof. So now he's up to date. He knows. Does he actually know? Like, did he hear I it? I mean, okay. I don't know. There, you'd have to infer a lot. Because this is one of those things where I am sort of like, are they even going to like revisit this in the next episode? Yes, Dan. Because sometimes stuff like this happens and they just like don't talk about it <laughs> ever again. <laughs> you know? It was the cliffhanger ending thing. Like, So, yeah, I think it's going to... I don't know. He's probably going to figure it all out. Yeah. But then play dumb. Does he know, did he know they were cool? No. He never... He never he, knew. All, oh, yeah. Because all he ever knew was that Kimberly found out about her. Yeah. But he has no idea that Kimberly hired her. And uh, how did he, Kimberly find her? Uh, hookers.com. <laughs> that did not exist. Interwebs? I don't think that was the thing. Computer mail? I don't know. I mean, she's running out there. She's running on the beach every day. Yeah, she's probably that's like, where she planted her. Right. She's not running on the beach every day. I mean, she she has connections because she's got connects to like that life. Because remember, she was a sex addict. What? That's how she got locked into um, Kimberly. The crack then, yeah. <laughs> She was fucking everybody. What? You don't remember that? Oh, yeah. She went crazy. Oh. And then she got abducted into the crack den. <laughs> I remember the crack den. Yeah. Well, she, she was, was on a sex a, therapist. She was she was fucking everybody. Oh, okay. She it's just like she had a thing. Okay. Um, well that's <laughs> it, guys. 
She might have met her then. <laughs> she was the crack dead days. Yeah. Megan goes back to the crack dead. Yeah. In our Melrose. So that is the end of the episode. Oh, I also wanted to tell you something. What? Um, Craig and Billy trying to get Samantha is the same exact storyline as Amanda and Allison fighting over Billy. Yeah. It's the same thing. They just flipped it. Yeah. From guy to girl. It's pretty similar. It's 100%. Yeah. It's the boss and the the lower employee fighting over a girl from back east. Yeah. And Amanda and Allison, it's uh, boss fighting over lower employee, the boy who just came to town. Yeah. Well, they just recycled it completely. I mean, it worked, right? Yeah. It worked. So they just put new blood in it. All right. Jenny, good luck. Recap this thing. Kimberly delivers divorce papers to Michael and urges Megan to take Michael to Vegas on her dime and marry him. Sherry decides to go home across town because she's getting in the way of Sid and Jane's relationship. Sydney gets invited to Carter's Software Association party and impresses him with her realness. So much so, he gives her a sports car. Dr. Dan punches Matt in the face. Mm. Jane learns her mom is an alcoholic. Taylor throws Kyle a birthday party where Amanda and Peter see each other and Peter tells her that he'll wait forever. Sam puts some paintings on consignment in hopes of raising enough money to go back to Maryland for a crab feast. She finds out that Billy bought them all and she's so touched that she sleeps with him. Peter performs an emergency tracheotomy in the wild. (laughs) Craig is trying to weasel his way into Amanda's favor. Michael witnesses a meeting between Kimberly and Megan where the accidental death policy is discussed. Ooh. 90s moments. Uh, Sam's little hair clip to the side with her Rachel haircut. So cute. Sam's polka dot blouse. Uh, I've got Carter's pencil behind the ear. No one's no one's using pencils. I did see that. I was like, he did have a pencil behind his ear. Yeah. Um, Michael's desk in his office, that like blonde wood. Oh yeah. Um, the scene of the accident with the tracheotomy, the absence of everyone with their phone out recording yeah. it. I know we talked about this, but putting the phone down to walk away and ask if somebody else is available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, John Madden's voice on the football commercial. Oh. You're watching the NFL on Fox. R.I.P. John Madden. Uh, Sherry's brown lipstick and brown eyeshadow. That was such a vibe. That's all I've got. The white tile with black grout at Dr. Dan's house. And then Matt's beeper in his waistband. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good find. Mm, Thanks. All right. Um, What lesson did you learn? What did you learn from this episode? My lesson is 
Don't have in-person meetings with someone you're in cahoots with. Give them a call. Yeah. That could have been a phone call. And now now you're caught. That's a good one. You know, you didn't need to be there in person. Yeah. What's your lesson? My lesson is more of a positive kind of a spin. Say yes. Take chances. Go to the party that by yourself... To someone that you hardly know. I mean, Sydney got a car out of it. Sydney, Just because she showed up. She was there. She totally got a car out of it. So, like, if opportunities come your way and you're not really sure, if you say yes, you never know what you're going to get out of that experience. Say yes. All right. Now it's time for... Bitch of the Week! All right, gang. Last week, season five, episode 13, Crazy Love. Jenny said that Craig was the bitch. And I said that Amanda was the bitch. And with a vote of 21 to 6, 77% said that Amanda was the bitch of the week. Okay. All right. I am the winner. Good job. Not a lot of comments this week, guys. What happened? That's okay. You guys want the episodes to be shorter? <laughs> if we don't, if we don't make comments, they won't have to read them all. <laughs> and that's okay. So Adam says Amanda for setting up the shrink to help the marriage, but then inexplicably bailing on it without any communication to Peter. Bitch, move. Jamie says Amanda is not someone who should be married. She is. Terrible at communication and completely unsupportive. Also, she's definitely the bitch for just straight up changing the locks on Peter. While he's not perfect, he seems to have been trying at least. And then the last two comments are mine. Oh, great. I said, I'm running away with this one. Dan. Well, you did, Dan. Congratulations. And I have a feeling you're going to run away this week, too, because you got to select the only clear bitch in the episode. Who is? Well, people might pull some bullshit like they do. Like, Dan's not a bitch. He's an abusive piece of shit. (laughs) And not you, but Dr. Dan. My bitch of the week is Dr. Dan. Here's why. Because you don't put your hands on your partner like that. It's fucked up. He is so mean. He's so like aggressive, mm-hmm. so controlling, real just gross, like textbook gross guy who wants to like control everything. And he just, and then, you know, the hitting is one thing, but then to go down this like classic textbook abuse, uh, rebuttals of like i'm so sorry i don't know what got into me blah 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 blah. he's a bitch i hate dr dan yeah he sucks i hope matt kills him and then matt like gets like life in prison or something and that's how like he ends someone's got to go out with a bang i feel like no one's gonna go out with a bang i think they will they don't disappoint the the thing about melrose is they go 
crazy. They go over the top. Kimberly's going to go out with a bang. I hope so. Kimberly will. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I know you're all waiting for my bitch of the week, and it's Kyle. Kyle, you need to respect your friend's wishes, okay? Amanda and Peter, why are you getting meddling in their relationship? They've just broken up. You're supposed to have this party that's going to be fun, but you want to put drama? You want to inject that drama into your party and say, yeah, you, th- no, the other one's not coming and you lie to them to get them there. And then when they do get there, then it's like you totally, I would be pissed mm. if my friend did that to me. Like if I explicitly said I didn't want to see this person and they're like, oh, I didn't invite them. And then they show up and I find out you did invite them. That's kind of bitchy. <laughs> That's fucked up. Um, that is messed up. Yeah. I just kind of feel like stay out of it. You're not in their relationship. It's not up to you to put them back together. You, like, stay out of it. Yeah. So, Kyle, you're my bitch. All right. You guys know what to do. When this episode releases, we'll put the poll up in our Facebook group. You can get into our Facebook group by going to the show notes. Um of this episode or just hitting the link in our bio and on Facebook or Instagram and it'll be there and vote. And you know what? Maybe a lot of people didn't vote because they weren't expecting us to come back with an episode so soon. (laughs) Maybe, maybe we're trying. We told you. All right. Now rename this episode was called the accidental doctor. I think we can do better. You always say that. I don't think. I really think we can do better. Mine is free ride. Free ride. Take it easy. Because. That's fucking slow ride. (laughs) 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 Fucking free ride. (laughs) Free ride. (laughs) Take it easy. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Free ride, huh? Yep. Okay. Because. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. We can't do better. (laughs) My bad. Okay. I'll um, stop saying that. Because um, obviously she gets a free car, Mm. free ride. And Meg is getting a free ride <laughs> on Kimberly's dime to be like, here's your life laid out for you and it's all paid for. The husband baton. <laughs> take him, take him, take him. <laughs> take my husband, please. <laughs> okay, how about yours? Is yours named after a song where the lyric is totally yeah. wrong? Free ride. <laughs> it is slow ride. Yeah. It wasn't that... Uh, you named it Free Ride. It's that. <laughs> Why did with, I sing the song? It's that with the conviction. Why did I sing You the thought song? it was Free Ride in that song. <laughs> okay, what did you say? My rename is The Jig Is Up. Up. Oh, Just the last, the, the last scene. Michael knows knows something something's cooking. The jig is up. All right, gang. Prediction time. Oh God, what do you think? You want me Craig to Craig and Amanda. Yeah. Just say it. Like, get that barf. Yeah. I fall off of here. I feel bad for Kimberly. If she doesn't go out with a bang, I'm going to be very upset. 
Um, I think Sherry has like one more at dinner. Well, don't you think that Michael is going to like thwart these plans somehow? Because now I don't think she can kill herself in an accidental way. You know what I mean? I think that Michael... Well, then it's just going to go back to like, I'm dying. And then he's not going to be sexually attracted to that. Maybe she naturally dies. That's not cool. That's not going out with a bang. Okay. Well, I don't know. Something. It's, these are my predictions. These are my predictions. Wait a minute. Just when I thought oh I said God. all I could say. That is not the song. These are my predictions. It's confessions. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, I think Sherry has one more I episode. It was our predictions. Yeah, but I'm reading you, telling you mine. Oh, you write them down? Yeah. You just fly off the seat of your pants. No. Wow. Uh, I think Sherry has one more episode in her. Okay. That's the end of her arc. I agree. Matt and Dan gotta break up. There's no way Matt sticks around in that. Oh, there's a way. I guess there's a way. Yeah, there's many times abuse. It takes. I think on average it's five to six times for you to try to leave your abusive partner. Wow. What are we on? Like three, four. Well, this is the first physical abuse. (laughs) No, I meant me and you. Yeah, I know. I kick your ass a lot. Hey, guys. <laughs> Help. Help. Uh, Jake may propose. I think he will. That might be the ticket out. I think I think he will. I think that that's... And if my we big do... Prediction, my, my big prediction is the mass exodus. So now I'm all thinking like, like how is it who's gone? Who's, who's leaving? Okay. What if... They did a wedding at Shooters. I would barf. Oh my God. What if they did their wedding at Shooters and they brought Dance Night back? And the DJ was Shelly. <laughs> like, <laughs> what if that happened? That would be amazing. Okay. Well, um, Craig and Amanda will get together. Peter will flourish being a doctor again. Okay. Yeah. Billy and Sam are official. Yeah, for sure. Sydney will be Carter's escape from like the hustle and bustle of yeah, life. Like, and she'll be like, this is how you eat a hot dog. Yeah. And they'll the, be like, what? Sydney and Carter are going to do basically the plot from Blank Check. <laughs> <laughs> like Carter is the kid and Sydney's like the, the duff, the girl. Who like shows him a good time, <laughs> and he just supplies all the money, and they do all this fun stuff. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> when did blank check come out? If it's ninety seven, it's, it's somewhere in that neighborhood. I remember like, oh I god, I did check. too. When I was a kid, I was like, God, what if the millionaire gave me a blank check? Guys, blank check is fucked up. Oh, I was in ninety four. Blank check came out. No one said anything during at the time, but like. That little boy and Duff at the end, they kiss. <laughs> How old were they? She's like 30 in it. <laughs> and he's like eight. I don't remember that. They totally kiss. They go on dates in the show, in the movie. I don't remember that happening. They go out on dates. They like run around in a um in a fountain and it's, it sprays up the water yeah. and they're dodging it because he knows like, where's like at Universal. <laughs> yeah. And they're having this great time, and like she's like, 
had a great time with you, whatever your name is. And they fucking kiss. And they kiss at the end, too. They get, like, when... I remember in Big, when she has sex with Tom Hanks, who's a child. Uh, yeah. And I was Nobody like, said shit. That was weird. Nobody said shit back then. Star Wars. Luke and Anakin, Leia. Luke or, and Leia, brother oh. and sister. Smooching. They didn't know that they were brother and sister at the time, right? No, they didn't know. Uh, anywho, so... <laughs> Yeah, they're Sydney and uh, Carter. They're gonna do their thing. Uh, I'm not sure what's gonna happen with Peter, Kyle, and Taylor. And Michael will try to like foil this divorce plan. Yeah, I think so. But to what? To what? Like to what end? Like why? Like Megan's good. Megan's good for you. You think Snape is good for him? Yeah, give me give me all the Snape. Let's go to Vegas. Mm. You got any any other predictions outside of that? No, I think you've covered them all. All right. Well, gang, I wanted to, we, well, me and Jenny wanted to thank all of our patrons, old and new. Uh, we've been getting in some, some, some more contributors, and um, we just wanted to say that that is awesome and we genuinely appreciate you contributing to the podcast. It means a lot to us. Oh, I mean, it's everything. It really helps us to continue to do it. So even if you're yeah. donating as few as a dollar per month, we have some people donating, you know, it's all up great. to... It's all great. <clears throat> so... A lot. Rattling it off. Susan, Kevin, Amanda, Graham, Patrick, Bethany, Catherine, Eileen, Jason, Jim... Kristen, Lindsay, Maureen, Michelle, Miss Jennifer, Nova, Shelly, Yvonne, Corey, Crystal, Daniel, Fabian, Jamie, Kendra, Karen, Lonnie, my so-called whatever, Spencer, and Toad Songs. We love you guys. We love you so much. Thank you yeah. for supporting us. Thank you so much, guys. It is awesome. We have merchandise. Again, rocking the shooter shirt. You can get it on T Public. There's a link in our bio uh, and a link in the show notes if you want to buy Melrose Pod merch. We have Patreon exclusive episodes. Now you can watch the video version of the podcast unedited. <laughs> I don't know why you'd want to, but you can. You can do it. If you are a Patreon, Patron, Patron. Patreon contributor. Yeah, you can you can watch the entire podcast in video format. And we're gonna we're 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 about to record another just Patreon exclusive episode right after we do this that we'll release. And it's gonna be Jenny and myself. Um making up new year's resolutions for the cast of melrose place so we're on facebook twitter and instagram at melrose pod you can email us melrosepod at gmail.com leave us a review on apple Podcasts. we love smut and we love you Bye.